Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, I'm this little person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia live on X Spaces for the final segment of each show. If we feel like it. Um, Assume just get this one over with so I can get back outside and watch football, maybe smoke a cigar, drink a beer. You know, enjoy the day. Yeah, instead of talking about Syracuse football. Well, first, we'll talk about Syracuse basketball, 81-68 over uh, over Damon, and um, if you don't know already, um, Judah Mintz out with a mild lower body injury. So, um, possibly precautionary. Uh, Starling Bell, Taylor, Williams, and McLeod starting five. And I didn't watch any of it. Joe watched the first half. I was busy. I was not at home. And um, I didn't get to see any of it. I saw some of the highlights, and I, and I read up afterwards. But, you know, I don't, I don't know what all you can take away from it, playing Damon, but... What's the next one? Wednesday at 7, I think, right? College of St. Rose. It's another... Oh, College of St. Rose. That's right. That's yeah, right. it's another exhibition, um, but it's the last. It's on Wednesday. It'll be our last exhibition, and then the first game of the season will be a week from tomorrow. Yeah. Home against New Hampshire. So. And I don't know how the show looks, like we mentioned last <laughs> year, kind of. I don't know how the show looks going into basketball season, but I, I, don't, I don't foresee getting here three times a week i'm barely getting two right now and and that's just something we'll have to figure out but yeah and we've uh, talked about uh, that right yeah i mean we mentioned at the end of last year i mean the end of last year was just really really hard i mean we, we for the first year ever we missed a couple shows i had um i think i had geo filling once i think i even came by myself quickly once and i don't know it's a long, it is a long stretch from end of August, September, October, November, December, um, January, February, March, April. <laughs> it's a long stretch of shows. Yep. And um, the overlap's not even the worst of it, honestly. It's the grueling, the, the, the basketball season is, uh, is grueling. 
um, playing two, three games a week, trying to get, and then you get tournament time and you're trying to, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. you're playing every day. Anyway, with that said. There's probably going to be a change of the format. It's no, probably. Obviously, yeah. us going forward. I mean, for, well, unfortunately, right now, our football team is making it a little bit easier to run through these shows. Um, but, you know, I just. in I mean, in one sense, it's easier. In another sense, it's. Feels, oh, it's, it it's feels a fan. stupid. It's super, super difficult. But yeah. as someone who doesn't have that much time and we're fitting in podcasts, uh, you know, we can cut off 20 minutes when they're losing like this. So. And it's I mean, all regurgitating the same thing, and um, yeah. But as far as the uh, basketball team goes, uh, they were like winning by double digits at halftime, and obviously got a little bit closer. A couple things I saw: um, Malik Brown, he was playing great, but then it looked like he—I uh, mean, look, ten points in six minutes. He had two blocks and a steal, four for four. Uh, from the floor and two for two from free throw um, with a rebound and he looked good but it looked like he had some he got a steal and then went down and finished the layup uh, but it looked like his groin had something going on uh, Munir Hima he sat he didn't play um, precautionary Judah Mintz I think they're talking about you know some type of little sm- slight spraining mild ankle. lower body is what it said yeah, well, I've heard it's a kind of a sprained ankle type situation and that, you know, this is all precaution. He could probably play if he wanted to. So I don't know if I'd expect to see him in the exhibitions. But, um, yeah, I mean, Peter Carey got eight minutes. Naheem McLeod only 15. I don't know if anything happened to him. Um, I don't remember seeing him too much in the second half. So, you know, maybe they had issues in the second half trying to – there's a lot of guards that were playing. You know, Justin Taylor had 34 minutes. J.J. Starling played the whole game. Um, Quidier Copeland played 31. Kyle Cuff, 23. So, um, yeah, there was a lot um, a lot of guards. And, and you know, we, we obviously can match up with Damon like that because they're not that big either. But, and you know. Man-to-man. Yeah, there was a lot of man-to-man. They did some 2-3. Um they pressed a little bit. You know, they switched it up, and they switched out the rotations, too. So, realistically, it was just fun to see, you know, all the different newer guys, really. Kyle Cuff, he made some some good plays. Um, you know, he had three steals. Copeland had four steals and nine assists. But Cuff, he, he goes three for six from the, the three-point line. Justin Taylor went four from eight from the three-point line. So, those guys shot pretty well um and they shared the ball pretty well too considering that there's a lot of newer guys and they don't have judah and some of the other familiar faces so hey look leading score had 12 points and you had six players in double figures everybody that played scored peter carey even had four points mcleod had eight but it was 12 11 10 12 11 10 i mean the minutes were all over the place you know with seven players over 15 minutes so and that's not even with judah um so, yeah, I think it gives you a little bit of a glimpse of what it might look like. It might not be that, you know, deep when we get into the tighter spots, but kind of gives you um, an idea of, of how they want to play and, and how they share the ball, you know, obviously with six players scoring between 10 to 12 points, they were sharing the ball. Yeah, well, we'll see. Like I said. I mean, it's, it's a D2 to, exhibition school, yeah, right? It's tough to get any kind of, you know, I think the – first half really tells what they could have done i mean the, the the foot came off the gas it looks like to me i mean they were yeah they were, they were letting them shoot and kind of backing off a little bit defensively and you know you don't want to just go out there and i mean you do but i mean i don't know what well, the, it, i don't know what it proves 
Yeah, well, and the thing too is is that they also they get a little fancy and they do try to do some things that they wouldn't normally do in in, in a competitive uh-huh. game, right? So when we had seventeen turnovers, um, you know, there was a great play where <coughs> um, Quidier Copeland he had a steal and he could have went up and dunked or laid it up, but he bounced it off the backboard and, and Benny Williams came he was trailing and came and dunked it off the backboard. You know, that was a good play, you know, stuff like that. Um, 17 turnovers, but we also had 11 steals and nine blocks as well. So Chris Bell didn't score, did he? Well, you have a box from what score? I see, he had a three. Okay, but okay, but he didn't shoot great. He went one of seven, one of five from the three-point line. So he kind of struggled from the floor a little bit. Uh, but you could also, I mean, you could definitely see the effort because um, I know we talked about defensive effort last year with Chris Bell. Uh, when he was playing man and stuff, you could definitely see the effort. Some, you know, getting in there for rebounds and, and diving on the, the the ground for balls and stuff like that. So, you know, everyone was playing hard. And then the one thing, obviously, that stood out too is the athleticism that we have. It's just we do have the athleticism. So, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, out of a bye week, Syracuse comes out, or you know, as or as flat as they were. Uh, in the last three games, and you know, I don't know if this is so much a, a post-game conversation or if it's a conversation we should just have, like in general, about Syracuse football's state of emergency. But um, for for me, I mean, look, it's not even fun. It's not fun. It's not fun for me at all. I'm putting too much time and effort into this, doing this show. Um, if I'm being perfectly honest, to not you know fully express my opinions, you know we try to be reasonable and kind of walk a fine line between you know the things we say. We try to be careful and tactful about the things we say because you know I don't know who listens. First of all, second of all, I don't want to be discouraging. It's just not who I've become, and I mean I just don't think you know my role at work, my role at home is just not how you do things, and that's how I treat this show i mean i don't want to be discouraging and because i can't i can't stand that you know right but i think there's and i'm not trying to kiss asses either so that's the last thing i'm doing by the way and you know i know that former i know that syracuse athletes in general have or do listen to the show i don't know about any active but you know you don't want to be discouraging and sound like you're coming down the players because i mean a lot of this stuff that we're seeing in my opinion is not the players and um with that said you know we've been through some of the toughest years in syracuse football and basketball doing this show i mean just a couple years ago it was terrible syracuse basketball under 500 for the first time in i don't know how long Syracuse lacrosse was terrible and, and football was awful, right? We and won one it, game. It, we won one game. And we come here every game or as often as we can to try to stay positive um, or as positive as we could, almost to the point where, where I've become you know, sometimes a Syracuse apologist. And while you know, I honestly say what I believe in that regard, the Virginia Tech game kind of that was that, that game, that was my breaking point, man. I didn't even finish that game. I shut that game off at halftime. I asked for thoughts at before or at halftime because I just couldn't see myself 
watching the rest of it. The only reason you would watch the rest of that game, I mean, in hopes of a comeback, but or maybe you're a masochist, I don't know. But I think Joe and I share many of the same frustrations, and I think he'll probably maybe have a little bit different perspective. But for me, I mean, I'm tired of coming here and trying to tell you all things are, you know, didn't go our way this week, but, you know, whatever that but may be. And any more defending Babers in the program, I think, is disingenuous. And I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up everybody's ass. And I honestly think uh, it would make me sound dumb. So I'm sure I've sounded dumb before, but it wasn't on purpose. This would have to be on purpose if I did it. So every, every, every fan has every right to uh, pour on every ounce of frustration after, you know, not just the last three beatdowns, but especially the loss in Blacksburg. I think it's embarrassing. It's frustrating for me at this point, quite honestly. I think it's kind of – that was a pathetic showing, and I have um, – we have, Joe and I, I think we've put too much into this to um, tell anybody any different, to be honest with you. Well, that's sp- speaking for me, okay? So uh, when we talk about putting asses in the seats, I'm at a loss, okay? That's a whole nother story. If I were still living in Syracuse or Joe was still living in Syracuse, I'd be at every home game, God willing. I'd always, I always will support these athletes. If they're wearing orange, I'm supporting them regardless, right? So don't, I'm not, don't get that mixed up. However... The product that we're seeing, it doesn't exonerate the hard truths from the fans and myself. And we've sat here and we've tried to make sense of some of it and calm people down. And some of it has been ridiculous. Some of it's been a little bit premature. But now, I think, you know, there's still four games left. Now I think that I'm not, it's almost like anything goes within somewhat reasonable standards. Um, there's still four games left. Uh, Syracuse still has a shot at a bowl. Um, two weeks ago, I'd say that all of the rest of the games in the schedule were winnable. Right now, I've lost all confidence in winning anything. Okay? So the, yeah. un- the unpreparedness, the undisciplined play, um, the game planning, the energy, the in-game decisions, the fact that we're still talking about an identi- identity on offense, it mostly falls on the coaches, and the leader of the coaches is Dino Babers. And I love Dino Babers, an amazing guy. I think that he's been a great mentor for these young athletes, um, and he's a class act. But you know, how much longer are we supposed to keep the faith, belief without evidence, quote unquote? I mean, for me, the evidence is there, guys. I mean, the evidence is there. I've seen the evidence. Yeah. And and Syracuse football doesn't owe me anything or Joe anything. It's a couple of guys who do a podcast, but for the fans. And especially the players, I feel like we deserve better. I feel like the players that we have on this team deserve better. I feel like that this team should be better. We've seen what Garrett Schrader can do. He gets sacked eight times. Dude, he's got nothing. There is nothing that guy can do. And he comes to his press conference at the end of the game with a smile still on his face. I don't know how he did it. Me either. I have no idea how he could honestly come there with that kind of attitude after I think getting, that's just the, the person he is I know and that's is. my I mean, problem highly religious and highly I mean and you're right he deserves better you know a lot of these kids I mean again there's so many things there's so many things there's so many layers on this right 
Um, but again, yeah, there is. Like you it's said, a, it comes it's down to the coaches. I mean, we realistic we have to have the worst offensive line in Power Five history. Maybe not history, <laughs> but this year, it's, right? It's, it's pretty bad, Joe. I'm just saying. Like, it's pretty bad. Like you said um, the talent that he's got around him. I mean, again, this isn't this isn't bashing the kids, but it's you know, not. we're going against we're going against these these other teams that are going out. And retaining their talent, getting but more talent, better talent, and they're getting other guys like some of their best bench players. You know, when they go down and they get other guys. And unfortunate things have happened in that area and stuff, but you got to do something to give them a chance. You, I don't care yeah. if you got a damn go get two more linemen, put one in the backfield for a fullback, put another one as a lineman on a tight end at the end. Just to, I don't care if you have to keep seven in the block. You got to do something. Because if you're going to sit here, and then on top of that, I mean, we can also talk about the fact that <clears throat> the um, the um, the penalties on the offensive line were just well, awful the, as well. I mean, they're not even giving you a chance. No, the first couple. No, and that's what we talked about, right? No, and that, you, how you many can games start is that in a row? Low, but don't kill yourselves. And then they right. went out and did exactly that. We and we talked about that. We can't go three and out. We can't start this three and out shit. Garrett Schrader, he he's um, he's he's he picks up an intentional grounding call. Okay. First play of the game. Next play of the game, um, I think it was, I don't even want to say, because I don't know who it was. Someone was beat badly. Um, and we got the Talk holding the call. Hold. The, the holding call. There's a hold. There was a false start. Okay. There was a false start. Um, at some point, and I, I, I mean, the, the, um, the ineligible downfield, right? There was, uh-huh. th- that was a penalty. That backed him up to, okay, that backed him up against their end zone. And then, um, I think the next play, it was a safety. I mean, and Garrett Trader's got zero time. And, I mean, he talks. He comes to the press conference talking about he needs to get rid of the ball quicker. Well, he doesn't even have enough time to get out of the tackle box because, I mean, he's trying to scramble in the end zone, and he can't. There was nowhere for him to go. And a safety. I mean, really? A safety? I was so pissed off. I was so pissed. The only time we, the only time in the first half that Tech lined up to punt the damn ball, the leader of the defense jumps in the neutral zone and erases that. So it's just like so difficult, man. There's, there's so much undisciplined play out there, and the stuff that's happening before the balls are even snapped is just mind-boggling. Still at this point, we're talking about eight games into the season. And it's difficult, man. And I mean, yeah. I knew I knew Virginia Tech wasn't going to be easy, especially in the environment. But man, I mean, they we made them look. Look, I don't know what happened. Did Sir, did 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 UNC waste so much energy whipping Syracuse's ass that they haven't mm. got it back together yet? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, people are winning games. People are. Everybody in this conference is getting better. The landscape from here on out, from in my opinion, has completely changed by what I've seen this football team do. And not just the past four games, but I'm, tell, I'm telling you, like we, you can almost explain that away. But the last game is what did it for me. People, teams are getting better. Joe, you, you, yeah. you mentioned you watched Georgia Tech. Okay, they ran for how many yards? Three hundred and what? Like 50 against North Carolina last night. <laughs> I mean, that is 
that's almost unreasonable. Like against the, you know, and we couldn't, what the hell? We couldn't do nothing against them. So it's just frustrating, man. It's just frustrating. And as a fan, I mean, everybody's, you know, I think everybody's pretty much, I've never been still this upset this far after a game. Usually I'm pretty calmed down. And I think coming here and doing this probably brought it back out because I was okay. But I just, you think, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you have to, you have to relive it and you kind of, the emotions come back again. And I just hate it. My bottom line is guys is that I hate it for the players. I, I, I hate it for the players more than anything. I hate it for the players more than I hate it for myself. Because I'm just a fan. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and po- but part of it, too, is, I mean, you can't just give it all to the coaches, right? Because you can't. Again, you can't because... If you, you want to sit here and look at it from the beginning, I mean, they're, Syracuse, like you said, first play of the game, intentional grounding. Now we're okay, second and 21. All right, oh, holding. Now, now we're sec- second and 28. Oh, Schrader runs for seven yards. Yay, fourth and 21. You know, we're going... Three plays minus 11 yards, a minute and 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech kicks a field goal. We get the ball back. First play, false start. Now we're starting first and 15. Okay. Then we run. Quinn Allen lost a one yard. Now we're at second and 16, right? Like Virginia Tech gets the ball, goes down and scores because we went three and out for two yards after a minute and six. You know, it's 10 nothing. We get the ball again. Quinn Allen, four yards, passing complete, passing complete. Three plays, seven yards, a minute, 29 seconds. Virginia Tech gets a field goal. We get the ball again. Lost one yard, passing complete. Schrader sacked. Three plays, negative four yards, one minute, 27 seconds. They go down. They kick a field goal. You have just done four three and outs for less than basically five and a half minutes, and they're up 16-0. It was at the blink of an eye, bro. They're up 16-0 before we even get a first down. It's a blink of an eye. It really was. It was like – so quick and you just saw yeah. you just saw the same trend i mean they did it's like watching you could just it's like watching every other game we've watched the pla- the past three weeks it's like watching it on repeat it's the same thing can't stop the run too you know we talked plenty about defense and a lot and there's a lot of truth to it but like you just made the point about not being able to stay on the field to give these guys a break but just like blanketing the run the the run stop defense is not there like we have not we have been we have struggled we have struggled the past four games stopping the run and mobile quarterbacks forget about it yep forget about it and there's a lot of talent on this defense and i and i think that they can do it and we've seen them make adjustments i don't know what adjustments were made because i didn't, i didn't even watch so i don't even know I don't know what happened in the second half. I never even looked it up. I just saw the score. So I saw, um, and I didn't see the touchdown either. Um, so I have no idea what happened. And forgive me, but I mean, I had better things to do, like sleep. I, 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 got, I got to get up at quarter to five in the morning. And, you know, it was just mounting frustration. So the the timeouts, Babers is trying to, save clock and the broadcasters are like well he's he's probably going to send the house on this punt he sends nobody they get the ball after calling these timeouts to get the ball and then run and, and go to halftime like I don't, I don't even understand 
I don't. Even, it's mind, some of this shit is mind-boggling to me. Like, I don't get it. I really don't. I don't understand yeah. the strategy of it. I don't understand, like, what the, you know, what the 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 process, the thought process is. I, I just, it's, I don't know. Can you? Yeah. Do you? Did you think about that? Did you? Were you like, what the hell's going on here? Like, I mean, to me, it looked like. I mean, an, undis- an undisciplined team that wasn't putting themselves in position, and obviously the the, the, the play calling wasn't great either. Um, yeah, that's been an issue. We've talked about that. I don't know. I mean, I see a confidence issue, I think, in everybody. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Dino looks tired to me. Um, and, I mean, yeah, you could say, look, he wanted to do some things when he got here, and I don't necessarily know if he was allowed and given – the freedom and given the okays to do these things. And obviously he, I'm sure he would have liked to get supported more in this NIL situation and everything like that. Um, I mean, sometimes that stuff can wear on you, you know, you got a job, but you're not given, you know, you're not given the tools to be able to change things the way you want to do it. And at some point that gets disheartening and you start, you start losing confidence. You start losing. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't want to say you don't care because I know he cares about those kids. You know, you know he cares about the program. He wants to be good. He cares about the coaches. But to me, it's almost like I don't want to say giving up. But well, that's that's what it goes back to the same thing of like, yeah. Can you say now, like, oh, well, maybe we might need a coaching change. Or we might need that. Okay, well, yeah, we might. Okay, let's just we'll get we'll bring somebody in that brings that new energy, right? Well, how long is that guy going to have energy before he realizes that, you know, he's not going to get the things he needs to get to be competitive with these other ACC schools? I mean, and then how long does that energy stay? It's quite possible. Did you hear what? Eric Dungy, I don't know if it was a yes, t- if it was a tweet or what. You mm-hmm. s- you saw it. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you think of that? I mean, there might be. I mean, you can look into it now in hindsight, one way or another. But um, you can you can easily in one way say like I thought that Sh- that Schaefer got fired a little early. Um, and you could also say that, I mean, Dino Babers, I mean, his best season was with Schaefer's guys when they were seniors. So I can easily see somebody trying to make a, a that link of, you know, you know, he did he did these, you know, he did the 10 win game or 10 win season with, you know, a majority of. Schaefer's guys and that you know they haven't been able to get the talent to x y and z but um i think that that that's a little unfair considering covid and considering the change of the landscape of college football with nil so i can see how someone could try to make that logical link if they weren't looking at some other outside issues and and other things like that right because right now you're talking about the day of nil we just had the whole COVID issue type situation where we didn't know who was going to play, who wasn't going to play. And now you got seventh year seniors because there's COVID and you got 25 year old guys out here playing for football with 18 year olds. So, um, the days of college football when, Sh- when Schaefer was coached to post COVID it's night and day. 
But I'm sorry, but if we don't get our heads out of our asses, a.k.a. the Chancellor and the AD, then we're going to be left behind. Because you see, you see teams like Duke starting to make the right steps and some of these other teams that, okay, they worried. If, if there becomes super conferences based upon football and ACC goes bye-bye, we are going to be left out. Well, we've been talking about that for it's got to well, be we have. two years well, we now. We have, yep. And what, guess what Duke's been doing for the last two years? Duke, um, you saw what, what the hell's Kentucky doing? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what I'm. Yeah, but but they're putting in. The, they're oh, already in the right, SEC, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying, Duke, they're putting in the necessary changes they need to do to be successful. Now, because when this happens, you got to be good enough to for them to want you on that train. For you to get that ticket. And right now, we are not getting that damn ticket. 34 oh. points in four games against ACC opponents. And we're averaging less than 10 points against ACC opponents. I don't know what the answer yeah, is. What, I don't. What, what, what's I, the... Um, hold on. I wrote it down. Give me one second. Give me one second. What the hell was it? Um, 150 to 34. 34. All ACC teams, 150 to 34. We got zero rushing yards against Virginia Tech. Yep. 528 to 137 total. Thir- that was really only be- that's because they, they, um, they counted the sack yards against Schrader. Yeah, I, Laquin- I know. Quinn Allen did run for 42 yards. Uh, but. Right, and, and Schrader lost 42 on eight sacks. But I mean, uh-huh. that's that's the box score. That's what you know. Negative. Right. I, I get it. I understand it, and it's a weird thing because he wasn't running the ball. He's sitting in the pocket. But the loss of yards has got to go somewhere. Right. So anyway, um, let's say okay. Let's say it was forty-two. <laughs> Not great. No, I mean it's yeah. No, I don't know. So um, I mean, time of possession is another thing. Them, you know, forty-one. Minutes 45, 42 seconds, us 18 minutes, 18 seconds, and we only had nine first downs. 0 for 9 and third down, so we didn't get a third or fourth down conversion. Um, and then, you know, not to be left out is the injuries. And Jaden Bellamy got taken to the hospital. I guess everything's okay, according to Coach in the presser, and he was cleared. I got to imagine that was probably maybe a head or neck thing. I don't know. Um, right, Isaiah Johnson left. Derek McDonald left, and he came back. We saw the the targeting on Amari Hatcher. By the way, we mentioned that Th- this Virginia Tech team has a problem with the targeting. Like th- yeah. this, this that's something that they've been doing this year. Okay, stupid penalties like that, and totally unnecessary. By the way, um, I don't always blame the the tackler either. I really don't because I think there's things that factor into that that the rule is the rule but sometimes it's unavoidable but that didn't seem like it was that didn't seem like it was not unavoidable so um amari hatcher he he got he never came back after that elijah clark uh left and came back justin Barron left and came back i think that's the second game in a row justin Barron left and came back and maybe he's getting a dressing done or who i don't know maybe he's getting you know what i mean like getting retaped or something like that but um you know, it's just it's stacking up. It's 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 the little things like that are stacking up, and just noticeably against Virginia Tech, it seemed like a lot of big names. 
leaving the game, whether they came back or not. And, um, you know, that's just that that's what we're kind of used to at this point in the season anyway. But I don't know, man, when you listen to coach talk and you hear him talk about last, you know, before the game and, and coming out of the bye and in his presser and, or, or, you know, hoping to get back to regular order as far as, you know, the offense is concerned and they you know, it's not even close. I mean, at what point is it like, like you said, I've lost confidence. I mean, if you're on the team, I mean, we've all been on teams that probably sucked, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's a confidence killer and it's tough to get motivated. But I mean, they think about being motivated. The, <laughs> what they do in the beginning of that game should, it really should motivate everybody. If you if you were watching it, I mean, you know that's just something that all the fans participate in. <laughs> yeah, you know but, I mean? mean, even then you can use that energy as the visiting team too. That's you, but that's my point. You you should you should be able to that should be able to hype you up. I mean, it hypes the fans up, and it should be able to hype you up. It's like the one tr- tradition where the away team participates in it, um, right? Live, real time, right? So. And the players sh- should feed off of that too. It just seemed like they didn't. They come out flat. Period. It was not. I was not impressed. And you could see right where it was going immediately. Yeah. Well. I'm, again, it's we spoke about it last week about the whole PTSD of last year, right? And that's really where we're at. I mean, it's. Do we do fan feedback? I don't really have anything else to say. No, I mean, I like. I mean, there's some good. There's some good comments. I mean, we don't got to go crazy, but. All right, all right, fair enough. Time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right. It's that time of week. Again, we ask for your thoughts on the game. You give them. We talk about them here. This one I did at halftime. And uh, I let everybody know I'm doing it at the half. Thoughts on the first half because I'm probably not going to stay up. Um, And I thought about it, but I'm thinking to myself, why would I just stay up to post this when I could just do it now? Um, let's see. At Baptized by Fire 7 on Twitter. I'll do Twitter. Joel will do Facebook. I don't see how they get up to a bowl game. They're, they are a really, really bad football team. I mean, ouch. We all know Dom. He's a pretty positive guy. He's pretty, he's pretty smart with, you know, he knows what he's talking about. And this is, this is the, this is kind of where people are. Um, at no Blanchard 44, Garrett doesn't have it, need a change. Well, I disagree, but also next year, you know, he's not going to be here anyway. And the other thing is that, you know, coach talked about, you know, all options are open for a change on offense. What does he mean? What, what are you going to change? Because... I, 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 what are you going to change? Like I spoke before. I mean, look, 
You you changed your whole oh, put the, the way you attack the offense. I mean, yeah. bring in more blockers. I don't care. bring in as many running backs and tight ends as you need, so that Garrett Schrader could do something. I don't care if he's just piled up there, two tight ends, fullback, and start running the ball. And and, and that's the only thing that makes sense, right? As far as maybe change. make a couple personnel changes, maybe on offensive line, something like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe you know, I guess we'll have to see. Um, don't believe that Garrett Traders in that equation because, guys, the thing about it is, like we were talking about in the post game conversation, that he's not obviously he's not perfect. He's not you know, right? Light, lighting the world on fire. He makes mistakes, but he's not only just the best option, but when he has support. He's pretty freaking good. I mean, he's pretty freaking good. And we've seen it. He's just yeah. not getting it. And I don't know, you know, talk about confidence. You're the guy driving the ship, man. If you're just constantly getting blasted, you know, it's going to be harder to drive the ship. I mean, it's just, it's just, that's human nature. Well, yeah. And you hear, but and what's troubling too is you hear people talk about the ones that were at the games and stuff about, you know, Syracuse's body language, you know, as far as on the, on the, the bench and some of the players yeah, frustration yeah. and slamming. You, well just over there yucking it up maybe not even looking like they're you know you're getting your butt kicked and don't even look like you're in the game so i mean we've seen that before too with other teams yeah right and you know the one thing too is is obviously when it comes to football and everything it, it is consistency but it's also all it takes all it takes is one person in a play to mess a whole play up and then if it's an eight-yard loss, then guess what? You can do the next two plays perfectly, and then maybe something might happen. Like you don't get the yardage. That one mess up just ruins your whole drive. Yeah, right. That's yeah. so. In not in, 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 in unfortunately, we have a young, inconsistent line that continuously kind of a younger offensive line. And and, and that's that kind what Garrett of was saying, right? So one yeah. one guy will make a play for this long and then they won't make a mistake for a couple plays. But then before that, somebody else makes a mistake. Like it's 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 frustrating to watch and and to <clears throat> sorry. Um but to uh Johnny Johnny Carlin's um <clears throat> to his point in the post is not the way you want to start the second half of the season, especially coming off a bye. Hard to watch. Offensive line is the biggest problem. That, combined with injuries, are completely handicapping the offense. The play calling reminds me of when I was 10 years old and just starting to play Madden. They might not win another, <laughs> <laughs> they might not win another game this year. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, look. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Back back to your previous point, though, real quick. Garrett Trader was saying just that, right, in the post-game presser about how he um, – it's not any one person or any one thing. It's just there's n- – n- n- you have to have everybody play together and not make any mistakes every play to be successful. And it's – according to him, it, it seems to be that that's not – that's what they're missing. Is there's people are there's always one guy or whatever that's not doing what they're supposed to be doing and it's effing everything up. It's a continuity thing, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of things that go to that. Um, 
Yeah, and it's just it's very, very, very hard to watch for sure. You know, did I mention it'll be seven years in November that we've been doing this show? Yeah. And like I said, we've been through some rough times, dude. We've been we've covered we covered the worst basketball and football season in the same year. I mean, have there were they ever that bad in the same year? I don't think so. <laughs> that was a rough year. You, you know what I mean? We're heading into our eighth basketball season. I don't think there's a freaking another Syracuse podcast that ever existed to hold the the consistency with the same people that do what we do every game or every season, rather. It's not and, easy, and it's not. And I'm telling you, I mean, kind of my point to my my rant earlier is like this is an enjoyable thing to do I love it it's an outlet for me um, it's 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 going lower on my list of priorities just for the simple fact that my kids are getting older and think and it's getting harder to do uh, my my job has changed things like that right right the the fact that this is where we are right now with the football season just makes it that much worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. you remember those couple bad basketball seasons where we would have to talk about the same thing over and over again. And like, we could, we did this show last the other day. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I feel like we're in. And it's just, I think as fans too, we're just not used to it. And something's got to change. Belief without, without evidence. Well, that works for only so long. Yeah, I just, I don't. I'm not calling for anybody's job. I'm saying, let's see what happens. But, I mean, you know. No, I get it. Look, this is, the, this is the, so last year, right, we started off 6-0. and And we come off a bye week and we beat NC State, right? And we're 6-0. and Which is rare, by the way. That was the bye week. Right. Went in after a right. bye week. So last year we started off six and zero. Then we lost five in a row, and then beat beat that Boston College team. Went seven to five. Then went to the bowl game. Were people satisfied? You think? I think. I think. I, I mean, I'm, I can speak for myself. I was satisfied. I didn't think you. There are the people like where I am now, who right. probably would. That's not enough, and that's where I am now. That's not enough. I want to be. But you remember? But you remember the five I, game? I remember. Like, I mean, yes. I'm a, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm like like I said, I'm 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 right now like especially with who we lost and then who we brought in, like I'm perfectly fine. Like I said, six and six, seven and five, getting a bowl game. Um, but last year in that five game stretch that we lost, it was very frustrating, right? Yeah, and it was a situation where we had a chance to beat Clemson, and and you know some calls happen, whatever. You know, Schrader gets a little banged up. And then you remember we had the Notre Dame and the Pittsburgh game, right, where, like, Del Rio Wilson had to start. And we were like, oh, yeah, man, yeah. those were ugly. Remember? Like, yeah. Those were ugly. You know that those games, we lost to Notre Dame 41-24 to and lost at Pitt 19-9. to That is a far cry from 38-10 to and 41-3. to And, you know, even going forward – our worst loss last year was against the best team we played, Florida State, for the most part, um, and we lost thirty-eight to three. Which, I mean, Very is the only one that this. makes sense, right? But yeah. then we went to Wake Forest, the game we were at, 
lost 45 to 35, even though score was probably closer than the game because we remember being there. Yeah, it was closer than the game. But I guess my whole point is, is that we thought last year was bad and, and somehow we ended up eking out a win. I thought that nobody really saw coming. Right. So two points. Right. Number one, we thought last year was bad as a fan base. And now we're looking at it this year and we're like, whoa, like this is a lot worse. Right. But at the same time. We came back after five, a five game. You know, we thought we were done. We lost all our confidence. This, this, and that. This is what it is. And then we ended up getting a W to get to seven and five um, and go to a bowl game. So it's not like it can't happen, but something drastic needs to happen. And that's the point: is is what are you going to do? Like, what do you have to do? Like, you have to change something because I feel like they had an offensive identity that kind of went down the drain with Gatson, and they've kind of just trying to put it together this whole time by while also trying to keep it similar and it's just not working and it's it's up to them to figure it out it's up to them to figure it out to your point you know i think it's a it's just compounding you know last year's like you, you eke out a bowl game and i was fine with it but it's just the same cycle of you know Win the ones you, you should. Not really lighten it up, though, when it comes down to teams maybe you, you shouldn't win against. It's just the com- competitiveness of it this year for me is just just getting, we're just getting, like to your point, we're just getting blasted this year. Right. Because at least last year in some of those losses, we, ke- we didn't give up. We kept trying and we got ourselves within maybe a couple miraculous plays of maybe pulling one of those off right yeah and yeah these games have been done by freaking halftime yeah yep i mean 150 to 34 that's what the we've accumulated as far as the scores go the past three games four games uh at david 7w at what point does it become unreasonable to can continue defending our head coach undisciplined and unprepared no other fan base would be this patient still the commentators are laughing at us during the halftime show right now. I, I don't know. It was I don't know if that's true or not. If they were laughing at us, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, at what point does it become unreasonable to continue defending our head coach? Man, I mean, I, I was that's kind of what I opened the show with. I mean, in what I texted you, Joe. Remember in our group text, I I was like, you know. Uh, you just sound dumb if you do it at this point, unfortunately. I love the guy, but you, you sound dumb, you, and you sound like a, a bootlicker. <laughs> so it's just to that point, so show me. That's just kind of where I'm at, unfortunately. And what are you smiling about? No, just some of these. <laughs> what do you got? Top fan, Dave Raleigh. Worst football game I've seen. In my life. Worst football team? What? Worst football Worst game? Worst football game I've uh, seen in my mortal life. What about your unmortal um, life? Top fan, David. <laughs> um, uh, 
defense on the field all day again. O-line never got off the bus. The D is in backfield before the ball is. I can't watch anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I can't watch anymore. Turned it off. Don't expect too many at the BC game either. Uh, I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple here I'm not even going to bother with. Um, But at, well, let's just say Chris. It's like at home, 2007-311. Terrible. It's like we have given up. Many can offer their opinions, but how much longer can this keep happening before a change is needed? At our Boris 9, I don't want to think about it. Blame all around. Coaches, players, penalties, injuries. I mean, that's fair. Holy shit. I don't know if you blame. What are you watching football? You're not responding to this, are you? A little bit of both. What? <laughs> what I miss? At... Uh, at Cuse alum 44, there is bad, and then there is Syracuse bad. <laughs> mm. Yeah, what no, you, there's a... What are you getting distracted by? I, I you have to share. Because, I'm sorry, I just got a... I just got a, um, a notification on ESPN, the Giants. Tommy DeVito replaces the injured Tyrod Taylor at Giants quarterback. Right now? Right now, Tommy DeVito is quarterbacking the New York Giants. Oh, yes. Let's check it out. I have it right here. Hold on. Um, our boy Nadal, though, um, kind of. Nadal getting get, in on the football action, huh? A little bit, but I think it's more getting in on us. Um, you know, he kind of quotes, kind of, I'm assuming, or that it's something that we said the uh, last podcast. It says, You're in week seven, and you're still talking about the identity of the offense. That's troubling to me. So I feel like that sounds like something you would yeah, have said. We we talked and, about it. Yeah, and he goes, "Y'all knew it, but still with the Homer picks." You know, in in he's right, but I honestly thought that they could win the game. I honestly thought coming out of a bye, going there, that we would see something different. I really did. I really did. I had one Homer pick this year. One. It was the UNC game. That was it. I knew in my gut they were not going to win that freaking game, and I, I was going to it, so I picked them to yeah. win. That was my only, I promise you, it was my only homer pick this, this season. But you, when you do the picks and to try to be honest as you can about it, it's difficult to pick a loss because you don't want to look like, a, like you're Mr. Negative either. But like right now, like, and we'll do, we'll do Boston College on Wednesday this week. And I just got to say, I, guys, they're getting better. They're getting better, and they can run the freaking ball. So they're a quarterback, can for sure. Yeah. I mean, their running back's not terrible either. The one that stepped up for Darwo or whatever in that transfer. But the, um, the Achilles heel for the Syracuse defense is the run game, and everybody knows it. You guys remember, this is the same story. As that we had last year. It was the same thing, guys. It hasn't been fixed. And it's just, it sucks. It sucks. But Nadal, I promise you, I thought they could really pull that game off. Although that always, you know, a team like that in that environment and that, and that day at night scares me. Always kind of gives you a little bit of... I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying. 
It's just a different. Yeah. It's just a different animal. And Andy, my boy Andy, who went to the game, same when they went to Florida State. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> he uh, left at halftime. I have mm. vacuum cleaners to sell. LOL. <laughs> but in all, <laughs> but in all seriousness, how can Dino still have a job after these four blowouts? You know, my brother-in-law texted me and said, um, and I'm not making a, a joke here, but because he's serious. And he's always the one to argue with about Babers. He said, first thing he said was, can we fire Babers yet? And I didn't respond. And then he said, check that. Can we fire Babers at halftime? And that's where, that's where fans are. They're, they, they are. They are done seeing the same thing. And that's kind of was my point a little bit. I'm done seeing the same thing too. But I'm not a guy who's going to sit here and call for anybody's job. And that's above my pay grade as a as a, just a little old podcast that we do. But something's got to change. I mean, it's quite evident. And I'm not yep. going to sit here and blow smoke up y'all's ass and um, try to defend any of it any longer because it's indefensible. So, hey, you know, there's different chain. I mean, hey, look, I got two, I got two, two comments right here. This that they're this completely different change they're talking about, um, Corey. Uh, I mean, I'd probably just drop football as a sport at this point, because <laughs> you know Dino ain't going anywhere, even though I wish he would. And uh, top fan Alex, my brother. Ag. He replied, "I think we need out of the ACC. Wasn't beneficial for our football." whatsoever so why should we expect anything other than what we are getting team looks fatigued and beaten down you got a few more games left let's hope for a bowl go cues here comes tommy devito um are you watching it no i'm not watching it Do you i have- don't have what you have i have red zone so oh i've gotcha. already watched him play a couple game or a couple plays but i know it's raining yeah it's raining really bad um read that last one again oh was it alex's what did he say? He basically was saying, um, I think we need out of the ACC. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I, so. I, I, lo- I love being in the ACC. I love being in the ACC for basketball. I love being in the ACC for football. It's, it's, it keeps you relevant, but you have to perform. You have to perform. And, and I think I, – I love the ACC. I have become – I have become big on the ACC. Like, like you know, you think about what the Big East is now. I mean, where would you go anyway? But we have so many Big East foes in the ACC. It's well, got it's it's got the same it's got the same feel to it. Do you know what I mean? You know, no. sacked. You, you know what I'm saying? Seen that before. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. Because uh, because you you got Boston College, you got Pitt, you got you got Virginia Tech or whatever. But you you have a lot of that old nostalgia in the ACC. I love the ACC. I just want to be better there. I just want to be better. It's not about where you are, like right. what conference you're in. It's about how you build your program, and they're not building a program. They're treading water, barely, barely treading water with this program right now. Yeah, well, I mean, Corey, the, the comment before, he said just to drop football as a sport. Then we could go back to the Big East. <laughs> I don't want to go back to the Big East. Well, neither do I. I want to have a football team. The Big East isn't what the Big East was. It's, I mean, they're still decent. I mean, no, 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 no. 
I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the teams. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like like I just you know. But your beef with good... Creighton and Xavier. <laughs> no. No, I, I like the teams we play. I love, I love, I love the ACC. I really do, and and I just want to be better. That's the answer. It's not move your move your change your conference so that you could you can punch down. It's you have to be better to play who you're playing. You know what I mean? It's not it's not about for me. It's not about well, um, you know, we need to be in a less competitive conference so we can actually win games. It's about no, we want to. You're this is the conference you're in. Win games, like yeah. go out and do it. We're zero and four in the ACC. We're the only team still that hasn't won an ACC game. Yeah, if if I'm being honest right now, I, well, if I'm being honest right now, I think we win one. But I mean, when I don't know. I, you could have. You could have. They could have run the table if they got better. If they if they progressively got better through the year, and even with those three losses that in the gauntlet, they, you know, they could have had a really really stellar but season. But do they have the Jimmys and Joes? They don't. That's, that's what I. That's yeah. my point. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like that's it's been harder and harder for that to happen. And again. There's multiple things, but you know people want to blame the coaches. But when you look and you're a decade behind people in facilities and you're years behind people, I mean your programs, your your nutritional. We programs just got a nutritionist, right, yeah. and all that other right? Okay, and then you're talking about not being able to pay the coaches, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about retaining our talent. We can't retain our talent, and we can't retain our starters. We can't retain our our coaches. coaches. Tony White just made a lateral move because we couldn't pay him two hundred thousand more. Yeah, he moved, he left here where he was doing well to go over there to Nebraska for the same. We shouldn't be losing. If, if we're losing offensive coordinators, it should be a number one because they're not doing their job and they get fired, or b they're going to be a head coach somewhere. Yeah, not to be an offensive coordinator for just a little bit more money. Right. You got to work that out. So at out. the end of the day, that's not a – that is a Syracuse above Dino Babers problem. Yeah. Dino has yeah. always had problems retaining good, talented coaches. Yeah, to some extent. There's relationships built there too. But, you know, that – He couldn't retain a staff he brought over from? I know. What, Bowling from Green? Bowling Green. Yeah. They go 10-3. and three, they, could, he, they couldn't pay them enough to stay. So, again, at what point does a coach get just – And we – yeah, I just understand. Get disheartened because you're not given the tools. Meanwhile, you're getting judged as a head coach, and people don't know that behind. This, you've heard him get asked questions about NAL and stuff. He doesn't want to talk about it, and you can tell in his face he ain't happy about it. I totally agree with you. He's not given the tools to be successful in the ACC, while everybody in the ACC is putting all their eggs in the basket to try to get better, especially in basketball and football, not Olympic sports. I understand, but as a coach. You have to lead a team. You have to have them prepared. They have to be disciplined. And that's not happening either. And I understand. I, I, I agree with every word you just said. I just, you know, it's got, it's, something's got to get better. And um, I have very little confidence that it will. And we've bagged on plenty, bagged on the higher-ups, Seward and severed and whatever the hell his yeah. name is in in um wild hack you know we well, we're, be- we're behind in nal money and then you get rid of your biggest donor 
and, and that's a no whole other story, comment. right? No, there's no public comment, but that's a whole other story. You know. Again, yeah, yeah, obviously there's a lot of things behind the scene that we don't know and we don't see, which again goes exactly to my point of why it's very difficult to just to blame one person. I mean, one person like is going to make or break or your a NIL, though. Or a Dino, right? Yeah. I mean, one, one guy's not going to make or break your NIL, though. I mean, obviously, Weitzman oh, well, was... Oh, no, but it's a good start. Yeah, it's absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, to really do it would be to crowdsource this thing. You know what I mean? You crowdsource this thing and make it known and push it out there. I mean, who wouldn't donate 50, 100 bucks? What if you did it every year? You don't, you, Dude, I don't, you, I don't know. You know I'd saying? have to sit back and really think about it, but I know that my number is probably over $100, so I don't feel like the way I'm feeling after that Thursday night game. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, exactly. I'd probably give five. Right. Well, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, there's, you know, you don't need a lot if you have a lot who, you know, you don't need a ton out of everybody if, if, if just masses of people contribute. Right. And I just, I don't see any of that. And I don't know the rules. So maybe that, maybe you can't, I don't know. I have no idea, but it seems to me that you should be able to, I mean, what's the difference if Weitzman or someone of the likes of Weitzman is donating six figures or seven figures? Why can't thousands of people, tens of thousands of people donate 50, 100 bucks? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And what's the difference in that than versus that nonprofit would, organizations where right, all the exactly. proceeds don't actually even go into what they're talking about? Right, because they're administration fees and all of this and that, right? You know? Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, this, this, this is going to have a little bit that this would have a little bit of that too. And, and as long as all of that stuff's transparent and it's above board, then I don't think anybody like you or I, and, and probably everybody with an earshot of us right now, I don't think any of us wouldn't think twice about donating money right. yearly, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe yearly, maybe one to annually, right? Yeah. No, I mean, you do it yearly. And, you know, maybe it's reoccurring. I don't know. You could, it just, it makes sense to me just thinking about it, but I don't know if it's a realistic option. Right. You know, I mean, of, of course, it's above my pay grade as well. So anyway. Well, uh, look, SEC and Big Ten schools are getting away with it. So, and our boy Zach's got, I got one more. So I don't know how many more you got. But. I got, I got, um. Two, I think I can do. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to go with this one because it's very, very similar to what I just kind of regurgitated. And um, basically, um, Zach Shea on Facebook. That's our boy. Is he a top fan yet there? He gets, no, he's, he's not. He's getting this anyway because that's our boy Zach. Yeah. And, and by the way, it might not even be his fault because no one sees shit on Facebook. I'm surprised they saw this. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so there's a lot here. Okay. A lot to unpack. Yeah, right? he's, that's him. That's his type yep. of thing. Yeah. Yep. So it's time to move on. What I just watched was not how I pictured a 10-year, 8-year coach's performance after a bye. I think I agree with that, right? I think yeah, you agree with that. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Our offensive line has been an enigma except for one season. I don't understand how it has never been remedied. I thought we really had a good recipe this year. There is plenty of depth, and we did hire some good coaches. 
I truly don't understand the train wreck. It doesn't make sense to me. The university marked its fate far long ago when it de-emphasized football and put all its eggs in the basket of basketball. They made a serious miscalculation on exactly how important of a cash cow and driver football is in the modern sports world. This has been the culmination of bad coaching hires and carelessness, starting with Doc Gross and his idea that we were going to be the USC of the Northeast, LOL. It's all not fully Dino's fault. It's the universities. Yeah. I don't disagree with any of it. I mean, that kind of is a culmination of everything that we've talked about, right? You yeah. know, just talk about that stuff. Because, like I said, I look at I look at a coach that had so much just confidence and drive, and he could get his players to play, and he had his you know coaches that he had relationships with, and, and they were all on the same page and everything. And those first couple of years, I mean, I, even though they weren't successful every year, I mean, we always had uh, – we always had – there was always like, okay, we upset Virginia Tech. We upset Florida State. We upset Clemson. Then we have a 10-win season, right? Like we had at least something it's, every it, year to it, kind of yeah. give us some type of confidence that it's getting better. It's getting better. And now this year, I'm sorry, and this is just me. It doesn't mean it needs to be true. This is an opinion. I'm allowed to have it. But he looks like a tired coach, a tired coach that has not given – all the necessary tools and he's got to retool and reload when it comes to players and coaches every year, if not every other year. Tired and, and frustrated. Yeah. I mean, you know, trying to be level headed and reasonable, like we always are. I mean, it's probably truth to that. I mean, I think there's definitely truth to that, which is why we started these conversations two years ago with the people in charge. I mean, right. we called for their heads. <laughs> <laughs> to some extent, I don't know. I don't even know if we actually did that, but um, I don't know if I actually did that. I don't think you did at all. But I'm usually the one no. that's going to say stuff like that. Well, dude, you saw all those damn all those all. Look at all the other schools. Oh, and I oh, we can pay kids now. All right, let's get going. No, not us. No, no we were too. Tr- tr- yeah. No, we're shut <laughs> up. It's so terrible. It's so it's so ignorant to sit there and act like you're too good for it we said this two years ago we said if you don't get on board then you're going to be left behind and now here we are and here we are 30, and you, you've got, 34 to 150 yeah and you got you know guys like joshua black calling it out i mean these people um you know guys like josh and whatnot they have you know some no they got connections i don't know to what extent this nil stuff like how hard it is to do, but it can't be that hard because there's someone on every team, every other team doing it. So let's do it. And I know that they have something. I just don't know where it's coming from. And, um, you know, because we went over the NIL numbers before before uh, football season even was a thing this year. Right. We went over them, and they weren't. They didn't look terrible. But I would. I, I didn't have anything to compare it to either. Um, at Mike S seven four eight five five one six five. Uh, worst half of football I've ever seen. Been watching for sixty five years. Good golly, Mike. Damn. No offense. Negative six yards rushing. No D. Secondary can't cover a tackle. O line can't block anything. Um, D line is anchored by a five four nose guard. Um, <laughs> can't, um, can't move the ball at all. One back. Um, 
Penalties, injuries. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. The big, the biggest takeaway from that is one running back to me. And, you know, we don't see much else. And, by the way, we can't move the ball. Uh, you mentioned no line. I mean, it's, it's just be interesting to see what happens. Finally going to be back in the dome. It's going to be, by the time we get there, it's going to be like six weeks. Right? Pretty sure. September 9th, I think. No. Well, it's been great. I'm sure those Boston College fans will be loud. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started. I hate Boston College. Yeah, me too, but guess what? And by the way, I got tech fans at work, too. So just to make things that much worse. You know, it sucked. It sucked. (laughs) I hate that shit so much. Yeah. Um, But anyway. It's all yeah, good. It's got, it's got me to the point where I don't even know if I'm going to be able to uh, wear any Giants or wear any Syracuse stuff that's, that's at work anymore. I'm, I am. At least, at least until basketball starts. Uh, last one at Jay Beheim Burner. Certainly some positives. Just need to build on each little, each little one. Looks like overall it's coming together. <laughs> As each one builds up, you start to win. So we should be there. In twenty one forty five. Oh man, oh, you know such a snarky guy. Uh, I know, but you know what better way to end the show than that? So, dude, look, it's again. It's not that we've seen other teams that this year that look awful, and then you make a change or something happens. Um, but you know, it sucks that we're at the point now where like we have to start with like. Okay, let's just see what we can do when we don't have a penalty on a fucking on a yeah, possession. Yeah, this, this is know, this is like, week two shit. That's right. week that's week two shit, not week nine. Yeah, I know that's the problem. Yeah, because so. we don't even know what this offense looks like because starting at second and sixteen or second and twenty five, like you're In not the even first giving series of the game. Chance. Yeah, it was the first two series of the game. Yeah, actually, you know they're punts ex- and. It's actually the first three that were really bad like that. I think that was the first four. I think you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> the first four. Yeah, I think it so. It was so hard to watch because it's like you couldn't even sprinkle in a, a first down. No, not in the first four possessions. I'm not even sure when they got a first first down, but I think they only had two in the whole it was first after, half. It was after we were after we were down 16-0. Oh, okay, yeah. I think they only got two in the first half. And that's the worst so. part about it, and that's why you know you want to say something about NIL and all that other stuff, but we aren't that far off in talent and that far off of players from Virginia Tech to where we should be going three and out four possessions in a row. No and, hell no, and no. losing spotting them sixteen nothing. No, and you know, listenership declines in these situations. And as well, I mean, I think everybody's does, but sometimes like these, there's there's more to these episodes than there is when we're winning. You know what I mean? Like, there's a there's a lot more to think about. There's a lot more to say, and not that it's makes it better or anything like that. And it's probably agonizing to listen to. Cause it's, ag- it's agonizing to talk about, but yeah, you know, when you put everything into perspective, I think we all kind of get what the issue is, right? And so we'll see how the year f- plays out, but we, d- see, we, me, we deserve better. Fans deserve better. Players <laughs> deserve better. And 
Um, I think that the change needs to happen. With that said, though, we have to understand as fans that we still we can't sit here and just wait for the change either. Okay, I think part of it is the fact that I, I, I think people above Babers haven't put an emphasis on football. And that's really, really what it is. That's what we need to do. Uh, with the state of everything and where it's going with NIL, these super conferences, who knows what the NCAA is going to look like or if people are going to disband from that. Like, I mean, at some point, it's going to be a situation where we're going to have to fit and be wanted in this group of, of teams to say, okay, you guys are good enough. You're going to be able to bring the money. So our, I mean, it is what it is. I don't at this point this year. It's it's over. It's a water under the bridge at this point. I mean, I want to go to a bowl game. I want everything like that. But this university, the like the chancellor, the AD, everybody, they got to get together in a room and they got to put a plan together to figure out what do we need to do to make sure that we're not left behind. Because we've already you've already hamstrung yourself. You know what I mean? I mean, it does. It's pretty ironic that we have. Uh, our chancellor and our AD that wanted to start slow, right? We always talk start start slow, you know. Don't don't uh, set yourself back fourteen nothing. Well, that's what our AD and our and our chancellor did to our football team, to our athletics. Is they set us back. They started slow, and now we're paying the consequences of it. So, what are we going to do to win the game, to catch up, to be relevant? Because what we're doing, it ain't it. Yeah, okay, we got this Lally Center. That's great. You got to hurry up and get that built. But right now, you you got to get nil money and retain your talent, and you got to get some guys in here. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, by the time you get the Lally Center built, we might be left behind. Yeah, and like I said, I'd love to know how much that costs. Yeah, I don't know how much it was. Well, I just know that. I know there's a lot of donors that put into that that could have been nil, and our in our university could have just paid for it. That's my point. Yeah, could have done already paid for it. Yeah, I mean, look, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't, I mean, they, don't, they just at the end of the day, they obviously don't care. I mean, it's not priority. It's just not priority. I don't want to say they don't care because I'm not going to judge their what their intentions are, but it's obviously not their priority. And that's well, it should be. I understand that. I totally agree with you, but it's obviously not. The way I look at it is they're basically taking they've been taking advantage of the situation without using that advantage to try to gain more of an advantage, right? Or we're going to take all the benefits, but then we're not going to give anything out from it. We're not going to upgrade everything, you know? We're just going to take this thing for granted. Oh, it'll be here forever. Oh, yeah, the ACC money will be here forever. I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. So it sure, it sure got so You better pop. start bucking up and spending some damn money so that you can, because guess what? If you get left behind, all that money that you've been expecting and you've been taking advantage, it's going to go way down. It's going to go way down when we're in the damn, what, Conference USA, American? I really hope that we don't have to go there. I mean, not just there, but just go there in general, talking about leaving conferences. Because sooner or later, there's going to be a super conference. And it's going to be for all the marbles. Or it's, it's going to be, be two super conferences it, with all the marbles, right? In, or one or the other, and it's going to be set up like the NFL. Yep. And... You're going to have a real playoff system, and you know it's going to be only X amount of teams. And if you're left out of that, you will the recovery from it will be no, nearly impossible to recover from that. And then you're left in the B league. Yeah, 
And even right now, you see a lot of these non-Power 5 teams that are trying to put all their eggs into one bat- basket and, and try to get relevant because they want to, to they want to jump on that boat too, right? So That's the way it's heading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, James Madison is ranked and undefeated. They've been in Division One for less than five years, I think. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, you always look at who they're playing, but I'm still. Well, I mean, you can, but still, that's a team it doesn't matter. in the right direction. It doesn't right? matter, though. It doesn't matter, though, because if you're ranked and you're undefeated, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It looks it, good, don't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So, it you know, they're doing what they need to do, and God bless them for it. Um, all right. That's it. I've had enough. Of, 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 uh, beating I got myself. Tommy DeVito being the starter of my team for the rest of the game too just today so that's going to be great congratulations we'll be back here Wednesday with a little Boston College preview um, so we'll see you then but appreciate y'all for listening thank you so much for Joe and Sean we're out peace